European Union updated its、uh, strategy compass to react to the future crisis and become more decisive and fast. The United States prepares to update its own defense strategy, but still keeps its focus on China instead of Russia. Russia's defense minister has been missing from the public eyes for 12 days.、Uh, what is happening to him? Fox News poll knows American public opinions on the Russian-Ukraine war. The U.S. Senate held its third-day hearing on Kentucky Brown Jackson for Supreme Court justice. Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. All right. So today, I, I think most U.S. news just have this headline on this、uh, Senate hearing.、Mm -hmm. Right. That will be our focus too. Right. And、uh, what's the takeaways? Yeah.、That? Hopefully, we can all come away wiser and more knowledgeable. Okay. And I'm sure that will that will be so. But、uh, before that, let's、uh, zoom in on the other news,、uh, major news of today. First, the first piece of news is.、Uh, Uh, they happened on Monday, okay, but it's still relevant. I want to bring this to to your attention. The defense ministers of the European Union and、uh, adopted a long-awaited strategic compass document on Monday, and、uh, basically is a plan to beef up the European Union's defenses in the wake of the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Officials have hastened to. Rewrite document since the Ukraine war began in late February. The main content of the campus includes. Well, the first one enable more robust and rapid and decisive action by hearing me out. Hear me out. Short circuiting the unanimous consent principle during crisis. So basically, for European Union, everything they do when they got this twenty-seven member. Nation, they all have to vote yes to do something.、Mm -hmm. So when some crisis happen, you really don't have that time to have this twenty-seven guys, twenty-seven nations to sit down and come to a consensus. So they want to short circuit that quick decision. Okay. Did they say exactly how to do that? They did. They, they didn't say so. But but、uh, what they say is that they gonna form like a mini coalition of the willing, consisting of the subsets of the member that would deploy to hotspot on behalf of the bloc. And under the EU Council overnight or oversight, so basically these five nations they can come together and say let's do it,、mm. okay? They got five knots, they can send the army out. So that's pretty much the idea. You know, making the decision circle can be smaller. Okay. So another、um, thing they decided is to form mini coalitions of the willing, consisting of uh, uh, subsets of members that would. Deploy yeah, that's to hotspots. Okay, just talked okay, about. Just、yeah. talked about. Mm -hmm. So another thing is to create a five thousand strong EU rapid deployment capability, allowing the swift deployment of a modular force in a non-permissive environment by twenty twenty eight, twenty five. Yeah. So this is the initiative of the European Union. Remember, this is a, this is a this is a besides the NATO. Okay, NATO have its own response、uh, responsive force, its own decision making process. This is European Union. Okay, with this、uh, defense minister minister deciding on what they would do in, at a time of the crisis. The Biden administration, however, is seeking a balance. What it sees as a pivotal moment for Europe with the desire to keep the U.S. focused on actually Asia. So, according to a senior Pentagon official, 
He said, "I think there is a room to enhance our posture alongside our allies in Europe without it being this huge sucking sound that prevents us from being able to focus on China." So since 2018, the Pentagon's strategy has defined China and Russia as primary concerns, and North Korea, Iran, and violent extremist、uh, extremism as secondary threats. Yeah, this is very interesting. Okay, the the following report、uh, is by Wall Street Journal on the on the Pentagon. Basically, the Wall Street Journal reported that in the building of the Pentagon, there's this、uh, this change. Okay, previously there's this、uh, two. Plus three approach, two chief ad-、uh, adversaries with three secondary ones. The two chief adversaries were China and Russia. Okay, and the three secondary ones are North Korea, Iran, and uh, extreme. Uh, yeah, the the, the um how to say radical radical extremist.、Mm. Yeah, those are the three. Now that formula has changed. It is suppl-、um, supplanted by a one plus four strategy, which put China first and place Russia among the lesser threats. Russia become one of the four,、mm. right? Because、uh, through this、uh, Ukraine Russia Ukraine war, Russia pretty much is heavily sanctioned. It will be downgraded to the second or third rate of kind of a nation, so it won't pose as much a threat to the U.S. So. Thus, the, U- the the revision of the U.S. defense strategy. Do you do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Seems like the PRC under <coughs> communism has a down upgrade.、Mm-hmm. Okay. So a new U.S. defense strategy due to release earlier this year was held up due to the Ukraine crisis. However, they didn't do a wholesale rewrite of the document. So the strategy will still assign Russia as secondary priority behind China. So the invasion of Ukraine has sparked concerns among top policy, diplomatic, and military officials about losing sight of the strategic threat from China. However, yeah, the U.S. has already rushed more than fifteen thousand troops in the last one month to Europe amid the crisis in the Ukrainian、uh, Ukraine, and raising the U.S. force level in Europe to more than one hundred thousand personnel for the first time in in decades. Well, the Eastern、uh, NATO members are eager for additional U.S.、Uh, commitment to the region, and uh, the uh, Latvian uh, defense minister said this: "We need more defenses, rocket artil- artillery, and this is what we need. And of course, we would like to have American soldiers here,、uh, permanently based." But until the immediate crisis is over, Pentagon officials are loath to make those kind of、uh, long-term commitments. Um, that was said by a U.S. military officer official familiar with the planning, and、uh, he said that the Russian the Russians are not ten feet tall. So while NATO has moved to make,、uh, he said we don't want to overshoot the mark. Yeah, don't overdo it. So to the Pentagon, China is still the main target. So another Pentagon official, senior official, said. China remains, in our assessment, the only country that can systematically challenge the、U- United States for now and for the rest of this century. That means diplomat- diplomatically, technologically, economically, militarily, and geopolitically. And、right. uh, so, you know, there seems to be strong support from uh, both uh, side of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats. 
Democratic parties in the Congress to significantly boost the military spending from the current $740 billion to over $800 billion. Yeah. Okay, so that's the development in the in the Pentagon and also in our in our Congress. Okay, in terms of what's happening in you know in at in Ukraine uh, to the war in the last two days, to be honest, not not much change. Okay, Russian military seems to have been stalled virtually on all fronts. And in the meantime, a piece of interesting news. Okay, the head of uh, Russia's uh, ministry Ministry of Defense, and his name is uh, Sergei Soigu. Maybe we can see his photo. Um, Sergei Soigu has not been seen in the public for 12 days and is possibly missing, according to the report. And the message circulated on the telegram on Wednesday. There are rumors that uh, Soigu was is in poor health and is experiencing heart problems, while other messages are swirling online suggesting he might have been fired from the ministry and is on house arrest. That's according to uh, Russian journalists. Neither can be independently confirmed as of now. Yeah, we don't know what happened, but uh, as, a, as a person in, in, you know, from China or from like a totalitarian regime, when you have a war, you got your defense minister missing from the public eyes. Mm. That's, that's never coincidental. Something's happening there. So we'll be following that. Uh, okay, the next is, is a quick poll. I, I thought this, we want to know this. Let's assume the poll is accurate, which, well, could be questionable, but let's just take this as a grain of salt. American, uh, according to the recent, uh, just, uh, just released uh, Fox News poll, American voters are closely following the news about Russia's invasion of the Ukraine and uh, want to help. Specifically, what does that mean? Okay, so um, by our 63 versus 32% margin, voters think the United States should do more for Ukrainians in their fight against Russia. Well, um, fully 82%, 82% are concerned about the invasion and 76% approve of how Ukrainian uh, President uh, Zelensky is responding to it. The new Fox News national survey also finds a growing portion saying that uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict matters to life in the United States and 85% uh, felt that way, up from 76%. Last month. Yeah. And uh, the Russia Ukrainian war is an issue that the Democrats and the Republicans largely agree upon. Okay. And 90% of the Democrats and 85% of the Republicans think that what happened in, in Ukraine makes a difference here at home. About eight, eight, eight in 10 Democrats and Republicans alike, okay, both 80%, approve of, of Zelensky, and the two thirds in each party wants to do more for Ukraine. So currently, 45% of the voters approve of Biden's overall job performance, while 54% disapprove. Last month, it was 43 versus 56. So up a little bit. Um, that uh, two-point increase in approval comes from uh, doubling among Republicans to 15%, which is up from 8% approval in February, and uh, 82 percent of Democrats and uh, 33 percent of independents approve. Does that feel right? Yeah, let <coughs> us know. Yeah, what let you us think? know. What you think? In the number that we read to you, to be honest, after 2020 is... <coughs> sorry. Sometimes it's hard to believe in those polls. And, uh, you know, media polls and uh, 
they, 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 all, they all have, um, you know, a lot of explanation to do. But anyway, that's just, since we don't have replacement, we just take this as a grain of salt. But let us know how you feel about that. Would that reflect that, that uh, you know, the, the, the common sense that you, you have, um, you know, about the people around you? Okay, that's that. Now let's uh, move on to the today's Senate hearing on the Supreme Court justice candidate, okay? And uh, Jackson and, uh, is, the, is the lady's name, and she was actually a district court mm -hmm. only, you know, nine months ago. Yeah. She was a district court, okay? So about nine months ago, she was uh, promoted to be a appeal court judge. And now she's uh, being nominated by President Biden to be the Supreme Court Justice. That's really fast move, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what do we know about uh, today's uh, hearing, Kathy? Yeah, so from yesterday to today, so um, I, you know, a lot of people probably noticed uh, quite a few, uh, a couple of areas that uh, uh, Jackson's um, record has been questioned a lot by the senators, especially from the GOP side. One issue is uh, her record of uh, um, sentencing, sentencing the child pornography cases. Okay. The other area is her view on the critical race theory. So um, I think these two uh, parts are really raised a lot of questions from the GOP senators and uh, her, you know, what she did before, what she said before were just grilled by senators, especially like, for example, Senators Josh Hawley, Senator Ted Cruz, and Tom Cotton. So, yeah, just give you um, some, you know, those are the hours long uh, hearings, right? I don't know if anyone uh, not, you know, would uh, <laughs> listen to all of it. I wasn't able to um, listen to everything, but uh, uh, a good part of it. So. Just give example, Senator Josh Hawley really questioned uh, uh, Judge Jackson on her record of uh, sentencing uh, quite a few uh, child pornography cases. And he especially pointed out the seven of them, the sentencing by the uh, judge departed from both federal guidelines and the prosecutor's recommendation. So this is how how it seems to work, okay? That's what I learned from uh, their conversation. So the judge, when she was sentencing, you know, deciding how to sentence the defendant, she, he or she would also consider uh, the federal, the Congress guidelines mm -hmm. on those sentencing. Also, uh, he or she will consider the prosecutor's recommendation of the sentencing. So both are from the government. Um, so then he or she will make, but still, you know, have uh, their own dis decision on how to sentence the defendant. So Senator Josh Hawley pointed um, these seven cases, all of them, Jackson just uh, disregarded uh, however long the, the Congress suggests to, you know, even time, sometimes it's mandate, mm -hmm. but she you know, just uh, severe, like uh, largely uh, lessen the sentencing. Also, her sentencing is much uh, less than what the prosecutors asked for. And one of the case is uh, U.S. versus uh, Hawkins. That's, that's a case in 2013. That's about uh, 18-year-old 
high school graduate. His name is、um, Wesley Hawkins. So this person, this uh, uh, young man, uploaded、uh, five videos on YouTube. Those are all child child pornography, and also uploaded like thirty six photos on iCloud account. Then the law enforcement, after getting you know getting the search warrant, found the seventeen videos. And the sixteen images of child pornography on his laptop, all were very graphic. And、uh, Senator Holly pointed out some of them involving very young children, you know, in those type of a sexual act. From the seventeen videos, he pointed out they were like a, a seventeen year, a twelve year old, even eight year old. And the eleven-year-old, even like a、uh, you know, things like raped by adult, and another like a two of the eleven-year-old, another twelve-year-old. So that's just among the seventeen videos, and the, the video length, you know,、uh, ranging from several minutes to around like thirty minutes, and the total there are about six hundred imi- images that this Hawkins、um, had. So, what's the sentencing? The Congress under the Congress guideline, Congress actually wrote a guideline for this、uh, case. It suggested that ninety-seven to one hundred twenty-one months, so up to ten years, okay, for the judge to choose. And the federal prosecutor in D.C. asked for how many years? Two years for the sentencing. So eventually. Oh, how long did、uh, Judge Jackson sentence the Hawkins? Three months.、Hmm. Okay, so one, one seventh of it. Yeah. So you know, Senator Holly asked her why, right? Why? So actually,、uh, according to the record, Judge Jackson made a number of arguments at that time. You know, tried to justify why only three months. So,、um, Holly, Senator Holly, quoted her, and then see how. Jackson responded at the hearing. And you say, and I quote: "I don't feel that it's appropriate to increase the penalty on the basis of the number of images or prepubescent victims, meaning little kids, as the guidelines require, because these circumstances exist in many cases, if not most, and don't signal an especially heinous or egregious child pornography offense." End quote. I just want to ask you about that because I just have to tell you, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. We're talking about eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds and eleven-year-olds and twelve-year-olds. He's got images of these. The government said added up to over six hundred images, gobs of video footage of these children. But you say this does not signal a heinous or egregious child pornography offense. Help me understand that. What word would you use if it's not heinous or egregious? What? what how would you describe it? Thank you, Senator, for letting me address the concern that you've put forward, based on the record that you've reviewed. As a judge who is a mom and has been tasked with the responsibility of actually reviewing the evidence, 
Okay, so basically, what? can you understand what she's, how she's answering? You know, Judge Hall, uh, Senator Hawley was asking her, you know, if you, because her excuse, her explanation is that you cannot, you know, depend on how many graphics or the videos or images that this defendant has mm -hmm. to decide if this uh, his crime is heinous or and uh, egregious. Mm -hmm. Then he asked her, then what, how do you describe it? So he, she actually you know, paused for a long time and answered with this, um, starting with this answer. Basically, um, and at the end of her long sentence, she, uh, she said, uh, yes, it is heinous and uh, egregious, but then he went on to she. his, a uh, she, sorry, thank you, explained that uh, my point was that uh, the Congress guideline uh, was not doing the work to differentiate the dependents, defendants, because um, at, the, at the time, Congress had an uh, argument about whether some of, sometimes the, you know, the sentencing are too severe, right? So... And then she said it's not about her, her sentencing was not about how many months the defendant will spend in prison. And she said also there are other uh, punishments such as uh, forbidding this defendant using computer sometimes uh, for life and forbidding her, him to go near children. But she was talking about like in a general term. She didn't address how exactly, besides the three months of sentencing, this Hawkins, you know, what are the other punishment he is receiving? So basically, he, she didn't really answer the question from how I listened to it. Then Senator Hawley read from the court record, record about how Judge Jackson explained her reasons for the three-month sentencing. And let's see how she responded. You said to this defendant, to whom you sentenced to only three months in prison, that your collection, I'm quoting you, your collection at the time that you were caught was not actually as large as it seems. The government felt the need to respond to you on the record. They said the government doesn't believe that it's appropriate to just disregard the number of images, that the number of images can be appropriate, and indeed in this case, the defendant has amassed an extremely large collection of child pornography. But you disregarded that. You also told the defendant, you said this, this seems to be a case where you were fascinated by sexual images involving what were essentially your peers. And then you went on to say the defendant was merely trying to satisfy his curiosity. Curiosity is your word. One more thing on this same idea. You said you were viewing, this is you to the defendant, you were, you were viewing sex acts between children who were not much younger than you and this whole discussion is about why you're only giving him three months judge he was 18 these kids are eight i don't see in what sense they're peers that's somehow a reason to only give him three months help me understand this senator i don't have the record of that entire case in front of me this particular defendant had just graduated from high school and some of Perhaps not all when you were looking at the records, but some of the materials that he was looking at were older teenagers, were older victims. And the point, Senator, is that you, you said before the probation office is making recommendations and they do so on a case-by-case -case basis. That is what Congress requires. 
that this is not done at the level of but you admit discretion, judge. You admit that, right? I just want to be Senator, sentencing is a discretionary act of a judge. Okay. So, do you get get what she's saying? <clears throat> Basically, she no. you know, the senator asked her, you know, um, the victims are the only eight eight years from eight years old to twelve years old, but uh, her explanation for the three month sentencing one of them is because she think she said uh, the eighteen year old defendant, mm. uh, you know, he, he her pictures in, in the in her image in his images are the people who are his peers. Mm-hmm. You know, just let alone, you know, even his peers, that's still a crime, right? But she, what uh, Senator Holly was pointing out, you know, how do you think the eight-year-old or twelve-year-old can be called a peer of an eighteen-year-old defendant? So, but he, you you see how she answered? She's mm-hmm. avoiding that. She was saying, oh, some of the pictures uh, he 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 has are older. older. Yeah. So how do you uh, you know feel about his answer? Just evading the answer. Yeah. Then uh, Senator Holly continued to read Jackson's explanation at the time of sentencing Hawkins, and he she apologized to the defendant. And let's see how Jackson responded to this question. Then you apologized to him, and I I just have to tell you I can't quite figure this out. You said to him, "This is a truly difficult situation." I appreciate that your family's in the audience. I feel so sorry for them, and for you, and for the anguish this has caused all of you. I feel terrible about the collateral consequences of this conviction. And then you go on to say sex offenders are truly shunned in our society. Help me understand. I mean, is, is he a victim? Is that your view here? Is that why you said this? Is that what you meant by Senator, it? Senator, I... I, again, don't have the entire record. I remember in that particular case, I considered it to be unusual that here we had a very young man just graduated from high school. He presented all of his diplomas and certificates and the things that he had done and argued, consistent with what I was seeing in the record, that this particular defendant had gotten into this in a way that was, I thought, inconsistent with some of the other cases that I had seen. Okay. So she, first of all... I got that. So you got that? Just doesn't matter. Well, she, and he, she emphasized that he's a high school graduate. Yeah. You know, such a young person. She never mentioned the, the <clears throat> victims, you know, the, in, the, in the photos, in the... And the videos are even much younger kids, and uh, so that's her explanation. You know, it's it's a it's actually you know long, much longer. I cut out some of the videos when I show you the segments, so I wanted to make that note. But uh, you you got the idea. And then I want you know we we can discuss that right after mm-hmm. you know I share with you more of uh, what happened in the hearing. So. Let's next. Let's see some kind of uh, some exchange between Senator Ted Cruz and her. Okay, so that's uh, part of it is regarding the CRT, the critical race theory, and um, actually Senator Cruz started with. I think he's a very good 
he he could be a very good judge, Senator. You mean justice? Justice. You mentioned that uh, (laughs) it's better for Cruz to sit on the bench of the Supreme Court. Well, that's my personal opinion. Let's see. Yeah, but yeah, Yeah, he he's very uh, methodic. You know, you know has a a, a line of. um, like questioning people. Okay. Okay. Logical and um, yeah, but, yeah. He he will you know pave the road and mm-hmm. to you know what he wanted to really you know get out from uh, the other party. So first of you know she he initially just started with a conversation with the justice uh, uh, judge um, Jackson about uh, how they were actually like uh, just one year apart. They mm-hmm. were worked together before and. Um, how they agree upon, you know, the um, Dr. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. uh, uh, my dream, you know, and then he she, he mentioned, uh, you know, asked him her about mm-hmm. whether you agree with Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, speech about my dream. And I hope one day the four young kids of mine won't be judged by their own skin color, but judged by their content of uh, character. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, yes, I totally agree. Then, you know, uh, Ted Cruz went on to point it out. Actually, find he found out that uh, one of the speeches that Judge Jackson made recently, which is in January 2020, she spoke at uh, University of Michigan School of Law on the Martin Luther King's Day celebration. And, uh, you know, he pointed out some things she said at that time really boggles his mind. And uh, let's see how Jackson responded. Uh, And in particular in that speech, you referenced the work of, quote, acclaimed investigative journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones and her, and again, this is a quote from the speech, provocative thesis that America was born in, uh, that, that, that the provocative thesis that the America that was born in 1776 was not the perfect union that it purported to be. And indeed, Miss Hannah Jones in her 1619 projects describes the central thesis of the 1619 project, which the New York Times laid out as a revisionist look of history, revising American history. And Miss Hannah Jones described her central thesis as, quote, One of the primary reasons the colonists decided to declare independence was because they wanted to protect the institution of slavery. When I gave that speech at the University of Michigan, I was asked to speak on Martin Luther King Day. And I gave a speech about black women in the civil rights movement. Um, Most of the speech, if not all of the speech, was focused on African-American women Um, their contributions to the civil rights movement, unsung contributions in many cases, and then some of the more recent African-American women um, who have made claims, who have uh, done things in our society. Uh, One slide was of Ms. Uh, A journalist, as you say, who, who made that statement. And I called it provocative. Um, it is not something that I've studied. It doesn't come up in my work. I was mentioning it because it was, at least at that time, something that was talked about and, and well-known uh, to the students that I was speaking to at the law school. 
Okay. So basically, he, she didn't respond to uh, Ted Cruz's uh, question about how, why she, you know, the way she described uh, the 1619 uh, project, its author, right, Nicole mm -hmm. Hannah-Jones. And uh, you see in her answer, she didn't even hesitate to say her name. But in her speech, she described uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones as acclaimed journalist, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then Ted Cruz asked her about uh, uh, how do you think about, of uh, critical race theory? Jackson answered, uh, as I know, cri critical race theory is an academic theory. And it's about how race is uh, interacted with uh, many of the institutions. But then she immediately saying, I have never studied uh, critical race theory or relied on it in my work as judge and will not rely on it uh, if I am appointed to the Supreme Court justice. And then Ted Cruz pointed out her another speech in 2015 at University of Chicago. She actually talked about uh, the work as a judge is related to critical race theory. Let's take a look. See, that's an exact quote from her speech at that time, saying that sentencing is just interesting because it melds together myriad uh, types of law, criminal law, constitutional law, and critical race theory. So how to explain that, right? Mm -hmm. She just said, claimed that uh, CRT never uh, is in her work. So then she was just had a long answer, just basically arguing, said, she said that I was uh, at that time just referring to the sentencing policy. So it's, you know, it's, it's to a lot of people, I don't think, you know, that really answers question. She's just trying to, you know, kind of explain in another way, right? It's, so it doesn't really address the question. Then um, Jackson also, on the, in the hearing, multiple times she testified she doesn't know whether CRT is taught in K-12. So Senator Cruz, again, you know, affirm, get a confirmation from her. She said, oh, no, I don't know. So then Senator Cruz said, um, you sit on a private school's uh, board of trustee, which is a school called the Georgetown Day School. And uh, she publicly said as a board of trustee something related to the critical race theory and see how she responded to Cruz. In regard to the Georgetown Day School, you've publicly said, quote, since becoming a member of the GDS community seven years ago, Patrick and I have witnessed the transformative power of a rigorous progressive education that is dedicated to fostering critical thinking, interdependence, and social justice. When you refer to social justice and the school's mission on social justice, what, what did you mean by that? Thank you, Senator, for allowing me to address this issue. Georgetown Day School has a special history that I think is um, important to understand. Okay, so basically, you know, again, 
She didn't answer the question. She didn't answer the question. And uh, she started with, uh, thank you, Senator, for allowing me to um, address this issue. You know, when I noticed that whenever it could be a you know, difficult question for her to answer, she will start with this. And uh, basically, you know, because she said, oh, I didn't know that uh, CRT was uh, taught in K-12. But then immediately, Cruz, you know, provided some evidence. You talked about it, right? But she evaded to answer this question. And uh, then Senator Cruz, point, you know, showed a quite, quite a few books that uh, this uh, Georgetown Day School uh, is using, the books they are using either as assigned or recommended. And uh, some of them are the books by Ibram Candy. Okay, so for little kids, are, you know, ranging from four to eight years old. Let's take a look. Uh, they include critical race theory and introduction. Uh, they include the end of policing and ad an advocacy for abolishing police. They include how to be an anti-racist by I Ibram Kent Kendi. They include literally stacks and stacks of books, and I'll tell you two of the ones that were most stunning. They include a book called Anti-Racist Baby. Okay. So in, you know, those books, some uh, Cruz, t Senator Cruz just uh, gave example, like it says uh, something like, uh, can we send white people back to Europe? And say, clearly we see the skin color in our society. Things like that. And the Senator Cruz said, uh, see, you know, those words or, you know, um, ideas in the books, just uh, contradictory to Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, idea. And uh, she, he asked Jackson how you view it. So let's see how she responded. Do, do you agree with this book that is being taught with kids that, that babies are racist? Senator. I do not believe that any child should be made to feel as though they are racist or though they are not valued or though they are less than, that they are victims, that they are oppressors. I don't believe in any of that. But what I will say is that when you asked me whether or not this was taught in schools, critical race theory, my understanding is that critical race theory as an academic theory is taught in law schools. And to the extent that you were asking the question, I understood you to be addressing public schools. Georgetown Day School, just like the religious school that Justice Barrett was on the board of, is a private school. Do you see the pattern? Mm -hmm. She's, uh, you know, she like she was pausing a, a, a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But then she found a way to uh, answer it and saying that, uh, oh, you are talking about uh, a public school, mm -hmm. but the private school I sit on the board of trustees is a private school. Mm -hmm. You know, she just evaded the question. Yeah, she just avoided. The, well, the question was actually was asked. Those are good questions. And the question was very clear. Yeah. Just what, how to explain this thing. And she, 
She never go there. Right. She she would just go around and uh, okay. Then uh, Senator Cruz asked, are you, "So are you comfortable about teaching uh, these type of ideas to a four year old or uh, an eight year old?" And how she responded, she's that I have never, I have not reviewed any of these books and ideas, even though she talked about the critical race theory, talked about social. Justice, right? And then she said that they don't come up with my work as a judge. That she repeated that a lot mm -hmm. when she was answering those questions. We heard that, right? So, and then Senator Cruz pointed out that okay, let's talk about your work again, right? So um, he referred to uh, Judge uh, Jackson's um, uh, work back in when he, she was in uh, Harvard Law School. She had a review paper. To, it's about uh, um, the at that time. It's a new law of a sex offender registration law. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she had an analysis and argument about whether it's a prevention law or a punitive law. Mm -hmm. Because if it's a prevention law, it's uh, constitutional. If it's a punish uh, punitive law, then it's unconstitutional. So basically, uh, what uh, Senator Cruz, you know, presented from her paper is like she's saying that uh, because this uh, sex offender registration law requires the sex offenders to register, okay, uh, and also to have a community notification, mm -hmm. and she said those are punitive. Mm -hmm. Basically, then the conclusion is they are unconstitutional, right? Mm -hmm. And also including like the DNA banks for the sex offenders. Things like that. So basically, her uh, views on that paper is uh, this uh, type of uh, uh, sex uh, offender registration law is unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. But uh, she said, you know, I was again. She just tried to just explain this question, saying, you know, I'm not saying that. Okay. So it's just up to people to. Uh, to judge whether they want to believe her or not. Finally, another instance is uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn asked her, uh, it's, it happened yesterday, mm. to define the word woman. And she said, you know, can you define the word woman? And what Jackson repeat, uh, replied is, uh, I can't. Then Senator Blackburn followed up and saying, why you cannot? And she said, it's not in this context. I'm not a biologist. So that's her answer, um, why she cannot define the word woman. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So what do you think? We're sending, a, we're sending a, a person to be the Supreme Court justice. Chances are she's going to rule on like a Roe v. Wade case, mm -hmm. which has to do with the women, you know, whether women can have the abortion right, and she doesn't know how to define the women. Yeah, and uh, I think it's ironic, right? She was uh, nominated because she's black, because she's a woman, but she cannot define what's a woman. Mm -hmm. Does she know she's a woman or not? <laughs> right? Okay, so here, let me see. Um, so Luis, Luis Fernandez, you, you wrote this. It's uh, funny how you don't see any of this on the mainstream media um, shippo clips they put out. Yeah, that's exactly the case. You know, um, Kathy went through this for several hours to give you the, the fact that you, you are entitled to see. 
because you know we're all busy. We, we're busy with our own life, right? We're busy with your small business, with your job, you know, creating things, feed the family, and provide the bread on the on the table, of, you know, on the dinner table. And we don't have to. We don't have time to work through those whole day hearing. That's why we need media. And what about those mainstream media? What do they put out? I was just reading actually the, the CNN and the, the other ones, uh, political. I think it's just all praise. And this lady was fantastic. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't have time to <laughs> read those uh, me mainstream media or watch them. I just uh, you know watched the C-SPAN. Just what's what happened yeah. uh, in the well. Room, yeah, right? thankfully C-SPAN still have the raw you know raw raw footage right for us to look into it. And now you have Kathy's report to you, and then you know one only one has to be right. And who do you trust? And we you know what do we got is that we labor through look into the original footage and give you. What happened during that hearing, not as you know, um, summarized by how to say the mainstream media. Yeah, it's it's, it's um, that that's the situation, and uh, and the Kobe, you know, Kobe or Kobe, uh, Mega. You said, uh, what is she talking about? I think you you know you, your your feelings. What every viewer here has, to, you know, yeah, yeah. share. So because what, 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 what is she talking about? Yeah, you, you have to excuse me. I cannot just put on her lengthy uh, answers, right, in our show. If you're interested, you can really go back and watch a, a C-SPAN. But basically, I had the same feeling. Like, sometimes I had to go back and say, what she's talking about? How exactly she's answering this question? Those are straightforward questions. So I, I also think it's interesting to see her body language, if you you know, have time to, to, if you notice, it's very interesting to watch the body language. I'm not an expert of body language, but, uh, you know, I think it's just, yeah, when you see her body language, it's just, uh, I, I think, you know, it, people really deserve to know how she views, um, like uh, how, you know, in terms of a professional judge, right, mm -hmm. as a justice, how she view a lot of things. But a lot of times she just say, I don't know, okay? And, uh, um, I think, you know, you can judge by that. Why, she, like, even, you know, things she talked about, she said, I don't know. And um, then also, I think uh, people deserve uh, justice who is honest, you know, have basic principles as a person, right? Those are all you have to judge from the, you, you could judge uh, a lot from this hearing. But if the mainstream media are not talking about it, it's really rely upon yourself to watch it, you spend hours, or you know, you can watch us and at least give you some of uh, the the perspectives, the the facts and the perspectives. Mm -hmm. So maybe you know, I think next we could discuss like uh, why. Um, because like uh, one of our viewers, I saw that uh, she, she thinks she's too uh, left to, to be in such position. So um, why, like for example, the sentencing. Mm -hmm. Why do you think um, the ultra left mm -hmm. oftentimes would be, so would be so soft on crime? Yeah. Why? Yeah, this is actually, it is a very good question. And it's a question that is really worth thinking about and uh, worth, uh, how to say, and remember the root cause, because the root cause is, is, is a little distance from the surface, okay? And uh, this is my point of view, and based upon my research, and uh, including that um, 
um, Curtis Bowers' research, okay, that this is a you know a gentleman I respect a lot, and in the first in the first hand he got to know to the core of the American communist and how they plan all this. You know, we we got America, right? We got America. America is the country of law and order. America is a country of uh, that have strong faith. America is a country has a well working. Um, Free market economy, okay. Those are those are the structure. Those are the how to say underpinning, or those are the structure of our of this great country. When all this is working well, people have no reason to look for anything else. Okay, so this is what defines as our society. Well, the communists recognize that. They found Americans are so well structured, and the people, everybody, you know, get to where he or she wants to get to. And in a structural way, okay, not completely just um, you know so-called um, freedom can do anything. It's liberty, right? It's a it's a, it's a freedom within good restraint. So it's a well-functioned country. So how do they win over this country? How do they take over this country? They cannot through voting. People won't vote them in. So their way is to let's let's how to say chaidiao. Let's deconstruct the country. For all those pillars, for all those underpinnings, for all those you know order and and make this society work and prosper, let's destroy them one by one. Yeah, make the make the society chaos. Then they can grab the power. Yeah, when they make the uh, society chaos, when people got confused, they don't have anything firm and clear to hold on. Then their voice will rise up, especially during the crisis. Their promise will stand out and.、Uh, You know, and 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 the world, how to say, dissolution. Well, well, full people. Yeah, because、uh, at the time of、uh, chaos and、uh, feeling unsafe, then people will turn. A lot of times, people will turn to government. Yeah, and that's how you know the government can be bigger and、uh, you know larger, right? So that's what they want, and that's exactly how happened uh, uh, in China, in Cuba. Although you know, at that time. Uh, the radical lefts or communism are a very small number, but when they, you know, make the society chaotic, and then they, their voice become even much larger. And for people who feel unsafe, you know,、um, they said, oh, then they would tend, people tend to、uh, be more easier, easier to believe. What those、uh, radical left or communists、uh, say? Yeah, the promise. Yeah, th- th- think about the women thing, right? It's such ridiculous. Well, you got this Leah Thomas, right? This 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 big guy. This is a six foot, a six feet、uh, one inch,、mm-hmm. and、uh, how to say, one hundred ninety three, you know,、uh, you know, pound. This is a heavyweight person competing with a a short girl. Okay, she's only like five feet eight. She's she's tall,、mm-hmm. but still, you know, much shorter to compared to this person. And then they they compete in the in the sports. The idea is to destroy. Okay, it's really just destroy the current order as we know it. Either family or women's sports, or like a police, right? Just、uh, defund the police, wipe out the police, so that we don't have the security guarantee. And in the name of leniency, in the name of the sympathy, in the name of some good value, push that to the extreme. Then destroy the current order of the society as we know it. So they create chaos. During chaos, then it's easy for their voice to to be amplified, and they will come as the savior. They're gonna, we're gonna bring order. We're gonna bring, you know, bring security to you. And then in that kind of chaos, it's the only chance they're able to grab power. 
This same thing happened in China back then. You know, China was also an ordered society. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, the farmers and the landlord they have a good harmonious relationship. The farmers has the land. You know, I'm I'm sorry. The the landlord has the land, and uh, the the peasant they don't have the land. Okay, they just lease the land so that they can produce, and then you know just. Uh, Give the landlord some some grain, and they can keep the rest and feed the family. This has been happening for thousands of years. And then the Chinese Communist Party came in and saying that, and no, 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 no. They exploit you, and that you are arch enemies. You are you are oppressed. Yeah, you okay. are oppressed. Yeah, Chinese Communist Party came in and instigate this type of uh, hatred against yeah. the landlord by the peasants and the far, you know, farmers. So and that that's and then you know people. They, they, it's very easy for people, you know, have the greediness or just feel unbalanced and saying, oh, you can make us, you can give us more land, right? Okay, so we will just uh, fight against the landlord with you. Mm -hmm. So that's how the Chinese Communist government get the, the peasants to be on their side. In, the, in China, it's uh, like at that time, like 80% mm -hmm. of the uh, population are peasants. So that's how, but once the Chinese gov government got the power, what they do? They said, oh, you know, they promised to give the lands to the peasants before, right? But Oops, then, once late, they got about too late, and they then they said, oh, we will form a communal, right? Yeah. And uh, then, you know, everybody will just uh, come together, farm together, eat together. Yeah. So they failed to fulfill their promise. And then later, late, later at a later stage, you know, elite, elite of the Chinese Communist Party members, they grabbed the lands by themselves. So that's how they you know, fool people, deceive people, grab the power, and also grabbed the properties. Yeah. So in this country, I, I think, okay, the, 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 the way to safeguard our freedom is to safeguard what we have, okay? The social structure, the concept, you know, family is a family, faith is a faith, men is a men, women is a women, okay? We, 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 we should speak out against all those uh, trans, whatever, transgender and so on and so forth. Yeah, and also where I wanted to kind of address, like, because they, they question her a lot on the, uh, her sentencing uh, trend uh, about of the uh, child pornography criminals, right? Mm -hmm. So why the leftists, uh, the, the, the extreme leftists, really kind of also um, pretty much on the prong, you know, the... the um, uh, what, what, what do we call, just uh, soft on those uh, child pornography, right? So I actually that reminds me of uh, the 45 Goals of Communism written by uh, uh, um, Cleon Skousen. Uh, we've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. And the, among these 45 Goals of uh, Communism, a lot of people, if you read it, you would be surprised that many of them have been accomplished in the United States, okay? So uh, a couple of them, uh, the 25th of the goal is a breakdown cultural standard of moral, uh, morality by promoting pornography and uh, obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Yeah, okay. they want to create a world where pornography it's no big deal. It's just about his hobby. Or curiosity, yeah. right? That's what she said. Mm -hmm. You are just uh, fulfilling your curiosity. And the other thing about uh, the critical race theory. So in the 45 uh, goals of communism, 
the 30th of, of it is saying discredit American founding fathers, present them as selfish uh, aristocrats we, uh, who had no concern for the common man. So that comes in how the 16, 1619 project, right? So, you know, on the surface, people just feel them, feel it's like kind of strange, but behind it, those are among the communists' goals to take America and the free world. Yeah, so, yeah, this is just a, this, the same game, just applied in different places and different time. Um, but uh, if we recognize them, if we recognize them, then they will have a, they will have a short life. Okay, they will be exposed. If everybody recognizes them, they won't exist. So the truth is still the best weapon to defeat such a, such a scheme. Okay, so yeah, so today that's um, that's what we want to bring to you. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, a lot of people just think uh, she will be confirmed, but uh, I think people deserve to know. You know who is yeah who they who they confirm confirming least, to say the least who they who do they who they confirm and uh, yeah we, we need to know what is right what is wrong and uh, we need to treasure what do we have okay this is well in my in my understanding you know being a late coming American um, coming here the conservatism is the, is conserve conserve the the order the faith and the family and the in the very you know fabric of our greatest country and our great society. And uh, we should do everything to safeguard them. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw like out on a limb saying she's a no go for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe shall we get a vote here? <laughs> <laughs> Voting here. Do you think? I think you got you. You, probably, <laughs> you know the answer. You know the okay. result. Okay. I think that all for today. Yeah. And, oh, uh, one thing <clears throat> I would like to inform: if you uh, are in Wisconsin or you are interested in um, the election integrity. Mm -hmm. Actually, tomorrow uh, there will be uh, an important um, hearing in Wisconsin Assembly Committee uh, uh, in, in the uh, Wisconsin um, state government. So the, com uh, the Wisconsin Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections will have an informational hearing at uh, 10 a.m. Central Time. So if you are interested, how can you watch the live, live feed of the hearing? So it's uh, wisei.org, W-I-S-E-Y-E.org. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, they, it's a, it's a nonprofit organization. They will be uh, live streaming the hearing. So if you are interested mm -hmm. in, you know, what's the development? Uh, over there, I think I was told uh, the, the you know the evidence are quite um, quite uh, solid. So, okay, yeah. All right. So Jeff, you wrote that uh, hearing you guys laugh is funny. Our media is worse than China now. Um, <laughs> I understand what you mean, but our media. But still, it's not worse than China. <laughs> yeah, we still have to say that. Yeah, if it's worse than China, Kathy and Wei will be in jail right now after we after the first ten minutes. This is what China is like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, that's why we're, we are here. We need to prevent the U.S. sliding into the situation of China. Yeah, of course, we understand how you feel because yeah. uh, for, for, you know, our fellow Americans here, you're never experiencing uh, our media can be so just uh, dishonest, right? Just yeah. to put it in a simple word. But uh, still, 
you know, in, because of United States, still it's America. Still there are uh, opportunities for alternative media or independent media like us. So sometimes, you know, the mainstream media and they, they still have to report something true because otherwise they will just totally lose yeah, the audience. Yeah, they'll The market will just destroy them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so... And talking about, uh, just last, uh, last uh, sentence I want to mention because uh, some of you mentioned that, like, for example, the, the Hunter Biden's laptop, right? So we reported on that when it first came out. But I think that time, at that time we are not studying the, the, this show, English show, yet. Uh, but see, after such a long time, New York Times started to report on it. Of course, they may have their own purpose, but, you know, I think in such a, a free country, after all, the truth will come out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one thing that we should keep um, optimis optimistic and also hopeful and also try to keep it, right, keep the freedom. That's why we are doing this. Yep. So don't lose the hope. <laughs> this is a sound of hope. You know, we never lose the hope. We never lose hope. So, uh, Hollis, uh, to end, just uh, one, one, one short joke. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I told this before. You have what? to thank uh, we, uh, all our audience. You have to thank uh, Hollis, uh, okay. keeping way on the toe of uh, Yeah, jokes. because, Jeff, you know, you talk about that uh, China, right? So, so I just want to give you, a, like, a comparison so that you can see this more clearly. Mm -hmm. So... There, there's competition among the, you know, between the police of three countries, uh, America and uh, Taiwan and China, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, who's more effectively efficient in catching a running away rabbit, all right? Okay. So the rabbit was running away and then ran into the, you know, forest. And uh, so who can catch the rabbit in the most effective way? Mm. So the American police first came. They bring so many scientists, right, biologists and, uh, and uh, how to say, the, the, those... Uh, those scent, uh, you know, expert. They got all kinds of analysis, the you know, sensors and, and the fabric, uh, the, the fiber, and uh, so so through the scientific way, they try to trace and identify the exact trace that uh, rabbit went, you know, went through, and it's so they can pin down the rabbit. But the rabbit was too cunning. Okay, it ran so many circles, then they they fail. Finally, they leads, that lead led to nothing. Mm. Okay, well, they were very. You know, disappointed and very upset, and then just you know, hopeless. Yeah, hopeless. They scored zero. So now the Taiwan uh, police came. You know, Taiwan police was just very, very careful. Okay, when they search on the grass, they're afraid of uh, step on uh, a flower or uh, just anything that uh, you know people like. Mm. You know, the, the Taiwan police was very, extremely polite and and even some timid. Okay. okay. So with that, with their searching, and there are still legislators around the grass and saying that uh, you are you know moving too fast you are stepping on too many grasses and you, you uh, should uh, yeah the environmental pro uh, protection right, right and so on and so forth mm -hmm. okay needless to say you know with this uh, over 100 the taiwan police they couldn't catch the rabbit okay. so now they come to the china the china that's they only sent okay american basically sent a troop of scientists and uh, biologists and the police and so on and so forth so americans sent like uh, 300 people they couldn't catch the rabbit taiwan sent 100 people they couldn't catch the rabbit. So the China, in the China team, only four, four people. Four? Yeah. Wow. So every, because every, every country is giving only one hour to do that, right? Mm. So the four people just came over, drag over a table and start to play mahjong. You know, it was mahjong, this is a China game. Yeah. And then this, this spends 15 minutes playing the mahjong. And the people, the judge was saying that, you're using up your time, are you, you going to catch the rabbit? So, really? 
Of course, okay. Well, let's catch the rabbit. So one person, just one person, stand, mm -hmm. stood up, and walked into the forest. And he just heard some some beating and a bang, 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 bang. What okay, happened? what happened? So this person came out. This police came out and dragging a bear. A bear. A bear out of the forest. Wow. And the, so the judge was saying that. So so so, what does that mean? Where's the rabbit? Uh, yeah, we're trying to catch the rabbit. And the police just pointed at the bears, saying that hear him out. The bear was holding his nose and then crying out, uh, uh, "Stop beating! Stop beating! I admit, I'm the rabbit." <laughs> okay. Do you get it? Yeah, that's oh, oh, how how things goes under Chinese communist regime. Yeah. So yeah, got, so got, easy for them. That's first. Let's let's stop China. Oh, let's stop U.S. sliding into that kind of country, right? <laughs> and the first and second, let's let's bring America back. Okay, every day at a time, one news, one piece of news at a time. And, One show at uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Thank you. Right, thank, thank you for staying for, with us. Yeah, being yeah. with us. And uh, so take care. Take care. We'll see you on Friday. Yes. All right. Bye. 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 -bye.